Welcome to the Breezy Babies Podcast, where we talk about all things boobs, babies, and breastfeeding. This is episode 26, When Can My Boobs and My Babies Sleep Through the Night? I'm Bree, the IBCLC, and I made Breezy Babies with you in mind to help ease your transition into parenthood. Becoming a parent changes your life in every way imaginable. Bumps in the road are going to come up as you move into your new role, but my goal is to help smooth out those bumps and help you become the most confident parent you can be. With good education and support, I know you can meet your breastfeeding and parenting goals. Let's do this together. Hello, hello. Thank you for coming and listening in. Welcome back to another week. I hope that while you're listening to this, you are ready for Christmas because Christmas is in a couple of days. (laughs) I hope all your presents have arrived and that you just will enjoy a nice relaxing day with your little family. Probably a lot of us are going to be staying home this Christmas and honestly it's been kind of nice to just be home a little bit more and not rushing here and there and everywhere. I am excited to be here recording this podcast. Can I just tell you that I have actually really grown to love this podcast. I was a little nervous to start a podcast for a lot of years because first of all, it seemed like a daunting task, something that was tricky to figure out. And I also knew that I didn't want to sit down and do long interviews with people every week because that is just not my favorite thing to do. (laughs) I knew I wouldn't be able to do it long term. I get a little drained when I feel like I have to be on with other people. Are you like this as well? Maybe it's just me. I think it's kind of the introvert in me. I feel a little drained after being around other people and I kind of need some alone time to kind of refill my cup again. So, so to speak. So I just knew that doing big, long interviews every week was not going to work out for me long-term. But I have been loving having my guests record about a 10 minute clip for you to still be able to hear from other professionals who have a little bit different specialties than I do and also just deliver it in a really straightforward, quick manner. I would love to hear how you're enjoying it because I still have more coming (laughs) and today is no exception. I have a really fun episode lined up for you. That's all about sleep, sleep for you and sleep for your baby because you're kind of a package deal, right? I have to tell you that This is a very touchy subject in the lactation world. Most lactation consultants hate sleep training because what they find is that moms have a decreased milk supply over time. And so when I reached out to Dana from Sleep Sense, I asked her if it was possible to still meet your breastfeeding goals while also getting sleep at night. (laughs) And that is what she's going to be sharing with us today. And just know that sleep training isn't going to be the right fit for every family. Maybe you don't want to separate 
food from sleep. Maybe you like breastfeeding your baby to sleep. That's totally fine. I think you're still going to find some helpful information in this podcast today. And um, I am going to be adding in some of my tips at the end because I have got a lot of direct messages from so many of you lately asking this question. When is it okay to let my baby sleep longer stretches at night? And when they do, can my boobs sleep at night? (laughs) Or do I need to wake up and pump if my baby is asleep? What do I do? I've had so many questions on this in the last week that when I started putting this podcast together, I was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. This totally ties in with breastfeeding and sleeping at night. So we're going to cover that as well. So this is going to be jam packed full of information. Again, as with any podcast that I teach, just know that there's going to be some tips and tricks presented that may not be the right fit for your family. And there's going to be others that you may want to take into your life and try it out. And it's totally up to you to know what is right for your family. So that's what we have set up for today. It's going to be so great. Again, I love connecting with you here on this podcast. Um, You know, things have been a little crazy in the social media world lately. (laughs) And I have always learned and heard that you should never build your business around something that you do not own. And one of those things that I do not own is for sure Instagram. And now I love Instagram. It's such an easy way for me to connect with so many people and just, you know, release content that is helpful and to the point and I can teach in really quick videos, but you know, all of that could disappear in the blink of an eye. (laughs) Even this podcast could disappear in the blink of an eye and be gone forever. So listen, I want to make sure that I can stay in touch with you. So if you are not on my email list yet, why not? It's a great way to stay in contact with me and get updates. Um, Just last week, I sent out my ebook. Um, I sent out 50 free copies to those who are on my email list to the first 50 who snagged it. And so I just like to take care of you when you are in my crew. And plus when you sign up, you get the I love you stroke sent straight to your email and also some tips for the postpartum period, plus a discount code for anything off of my website. Cause I just like to take care of you when you um, share your email address with me. So I will post the link for that in the show notes. I would love for you to join me because I want to stay in contact with you. And again, this podcast is a great way to be able to do that. So thank you for being here. Are you ready to hear from our guest? I want to give Dana a little bit of an intro because listen, she has been doing this for quite a while and she is quite the smart lady. So let me tell you a little bit about her bio. And then I will turn the time over to Dana. So she started her private practice in Vancouver, Canada in 2003. She struggled with her own child sleep and she um, took 
depths of knowledge from her degree in psychology and education and created the Sleep Sense. So that is a program that she created for parents and she has sold almost 100,000 copies in more than 30 countries since she wrote the Sleep Sense program. She also has four additional books on specific parenting challenges. She has quite the following, 75,000 on Facebook and Instagram, and her YouTube videos have over 3.5 million views, and her blog and website average 90,000 unique visitors every month. And she also has a podcast of her own, which is up to half a million downloads. She's been a featured speaker at major parenting trade shows, a frequent guest on radio and television programs, and her work has been highlighted on Good Morning America, CNN, Today's Parent, WebMD, The Washington Post. No big deal, right? <laughs> Except for she is a big deal. So she has personally um, trained a global network of over 200 certified sleep sense consultants. And they carry on her work in Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, Saudi Arabia, Sweden, Nambia, Finland, and United Kingdom. And of course, here in the United States and also in Canada as well. And these days, Dana lives in Florida, of course, with her husband and three children. And she is showing up to educate and empower families with healthy sleep habits. I'm so here for it. All right, here we go. Here's Dana and make sure you stick around so I can also fill you in with when your boobs can sleep through the night after you learn about getting some sleep for you and your baby. Here we go. Hi, I'm Dana Opelman. I'm the creator of the Sleep Sense program. I just love helping tired families get the sleep that they deserve. This business started for me 18 years ago when I had my first son, who was the world's worst sleeper, in my opinion. And I started down the road to trying to find a way to help him become a better sleeper, which led me to discover that I had a huge passion for helping parents teach their babies to sleep well and have been running the Sleep Sense program for 17 years and loving every moment of it. So today I want to talk to you about breastfeeding and sleep. Is it possible to have a great breastfeeding relationship and have a child that sleeps well? I know sometimes those two don't seem like they can coexist, but I'm here to tell you today that they absolutely can. So tip number one, is that sleep is a skill and teaching a baby to sleep well is a process. So I want you to think for a few minutes about how you get yourself to sleep every night. You have strategies that help you make this process easier. For example, you might sleep on the same side of the bed every night. Maybe you need a glass of water on your bedside table. Maybe you sleep with earplugs in. These are things that you've collected along the way that help you make the transition into sleep easier. That's why we don't really like to sleep in hotels or at relatives house because we don't sleep as well. The environment is different and that can cause some level of anxiety that prevents us from getting the great sleep that we have on most nights. 
So when we're talking about babies, what tends to happen is that they develop a strategy around feeding to sleep. And so the minute they get on the breast or have a bottle, they start the process or the journey, I like to call it, into sleep. And why that's problematic is because we all have naturally occurring wake-ups in the night. That's, that is just a given. You're going to have at least two to five wake-ups in the process of the night. Hopefully, you go back to sleep so quickly that you don't even register that you've really woken up. But if a baby is nursed to sleep or fed to sleep or rocked to sleep or you name it, if they're using some sort of prop to help them make that process uh, easier and help them make that journey into sleep, then when they wake up in the middle of the night, they're going to need all that assistance once again. So it is crucial that you teach a baby how to fall asleep independently. And that's the first step in the Sleep Sense program is helping you to navigate how do you set up a great bedtime routine and help your baby find the strategies he or she needs to fall asleep without a lot of help for you from you. And I believe that that actually, which leads me to step number two, is that when you separate sleep from food, it actually makes the breastfeeding experience better for everyone. The number one reason why most women give up breastfeeding is simply because of burnout. They're doing it so frequently that they're just absolutely exhausted, their, their breasts are a mess and cracked and sore, and they start to feel um, some anxiety maybe around their supply. I know for me, back with my first child, I thought he was constantly hungry, right? Because I was feeding him to sleep every time he made a whimper, and so I'm doing that every hour on the clock for 24 hours a day and I'm exhausted. I don't think I have enough milk, obviously, because why is he so grouchy and fussy all the time? And it, it deteriorated my confidence and ultimately led to me giving up. So if you can get your baby, I mean, I love to see it happen right from day one. But if you can teach your baby to fall asleep independently without feeding, then they're going to fall into a fairly predictable schedule. And you'll know that your baby needs sleep, you know, every couple of hours throughout the day, and then should be sleeping in more consolidated chunks throughout the night. Now, I'm not saying that babies don't need feedings in the night. Depending on age and weight, all of these things play a role. But I'm saying that if you can separate the two, then you're going to be on the right road to teaching your baby to fall asleep well without the support or the prop of the feeding. Now, this is gonna mean that you're gonna get breaks throughout your day. You're gonna have a baby who's taking a great two-hour nap. You can recharge, eat a healthy meal, take a shower, do some exercise, whatever it means for you to recharge your own battery. 
And that is going to, I mean, a happy mom is one of our top priorities here. It's going to make for a better parenting experience. It's going to mean that you and your baby are happier um, through this whole experience. So any clients that I've worked with over the years who can get their child onto a, a good sleep schedule find that breastfeeding becomes much easier and more enjoyable because you're doing it you know at appropriate spacing you're getting a break you're getting better rest yourself and tip number three is that when you're ready to wean your baby at whatever age feels comfortable for you this will be an easier experience if if feeding is not also linked to sleep i've worked with countless moms over the years who are nursing way longer than they had ever planned to because that's the only way their child will fall asleep and that's not a fun situation for anyone to be in because now you kind of feel like you're being held hostage a little bit by the fact that you have to continue nursing when it wasn't part of your plan. So again, when you separate feeding and sleep <laughs> and you build some distance between those two, then when you're ready to end nursing, you'll notice that, you know, it's, it's after nap or it's in the morning or maybe you do a nursing session right after dinner. It's not tied directly to the fact that this child needs this in order to fall asleep. So then you can start dictating the schedule and say, you know, that morning nursing session, you can get rid of that one and then maybe get rid of the after nap session and then you start um, also removing the, the evening nursing session as well. And it'll be an easier process for both of you because your child won't be so attached to the idea that they need that breast in order to sleep. So in a nutshell, my three tips is number one, teaching your baby to sleep well is a skill set. It's a skill that will last a lifetime with them. I strongly believe that. And tip number two, when nursing and sleep are not tied together in any way, it actually makes breastfeeding more enjoyable and healthier for both you and your baby. You will be getting significant breaks when you need them. It's going to lead to some confidence in your breastfeeding ability. It actually makes the whole experience better. And the third tip is that when you're ready, whenever that day arrives, when you're ready to end the breastfeeding uh, experience, the fact that your baby is not attached to the idea that the breast is his direct route into sleep will mean that you're in the driver's seat as far as weaning is concerned and it will be an easier experience for your child if they don't use the breast for sleep. I hope that that gave you some insight today. I strongly believe that there's no reason why a breastfed baby cannot become a superstar, a superstar sleeper with a little bit of encouragement and coaching on your part. Thanks for listening. Sleep well. So there you have it. Breastfeeding and sleep, you can have both. 
And I love how Dana talks about not only taking care of yourself so that you can take care of your baby, but also just normalizing this process and letting you know what is kind of normal and what to expect as you are going through this journey with your baby. So good. All right, now let's talk about your boobs. Can your boobs sleep at night? So here's my advice for you. I want you to be careful about going long stretches at night, especially in the first three months. I want to get your baby on a good growth pattern first, and we really can't expect your baby to do long stretches at night. Did you guys know that sleeping through the night, in air quotes, <laughs> is not a 12-hour stretch? That is not considered sleeping through the night. So let's talk about what is normal. So in the first three months, like I said, I want you to be a little careful about going long stretches at night. So your first goal after your baby is born is let's just get you to the two week mark. I want to make sure that your baby is able to get back to her birth weight. And so especially in those first two weeks, you are just feeding as frequently as possible. And just know the first couple of weeks, um, you're still going to get some sleep, but any sort of long stretches, um, are not going to be a great idea in the first couple of weeks, but don't worry, that time will come down the road. And of course I like to teach you great tips such as the sideline position to help you so that you still can get some rest while your baby is feeding frequently in those first couple of weeks. The reason I don't want you to take long stretches at night is because most babies take in the majority of their milk intake during the night hours. So don't be so quick to night wean. Once you get past that two week mark, your baby's back to birth weight, then you can start following your baby's cues a bit more. One four to five hour stretch is not going to affect your milk supply. So if your baby does go a four to five hour stretch at night, enjoy the sleep. Sleep and rest are so important for a healthy mom, a healthy mind, <laughs> and a healthy milk supply. If you are overtired and stressed, then that is going to affect your supply. Once your baby has proven herself, they are growing well, your supply is established and on track. Again, this is usually past three months. Then you can follow your baby's cues even more so and go even longer stretches. So let's say your baby's past three months and your baby is sleeping a six hour stretch. And during that six hour time, you wake up feeling full and uncomfortable. Now, listen, if you do wake up, you might as well pump or hand express just enough to relieve that pressure and then you can go back to sleep. If you are having trouble with your supply, with your freezer stash, anything like that, then you can do a full pumping session. But again, I would just say a minimum would be to just relieve some pressure so that you're not feeling so full and uncomfortable because we wanna avoid anything like clogged ducts and mastitis, not a fun road to go down. If you find that your baby is just sleeping well at night and you just don't need milk during the night, then think of it as kind of a slow transition for your breasts. Your breasts will slowly start to make less milk during those nighttime hours. 
And of course your baby is going to adjust and take in more milk throughout the day. And aren't you so glad that your breasts get smart <laughs> after those first few months and they adjust to what you need? Ugh, I'm sure glad about it because I don't love waking up feeling full and uncomfortable for that entire year or two or however long you breastfeed your baby. Oh, I'm just so glad that our bodies are smart enough to figure out when we need milk, how much milk we need. I mean, really, like our bodies are just so, so smart. So just keep in mind that if your baby is going longer stretches at night, then feeds throughout the day are going to be more frequent or longer because the average amount that your baby eats in 24 hours is going to stay consistent. So there you go. Hopefully you're feeling good about when your baby is ready to sleep through the night and also when your boobs are ready to sleep through the night as well. You are awesome. I have another great guest lined up for you next week. We are going to be talking a little bit more about massage and I love it when you send me direct messages and tell me topics that you love to hear on this podcast. And of course, I always appreciate when you leave a review here on Apple that helps other moms to find this podcast and get the help that they need as well. Listen, you are strong. You are smart. You are beautiful. You are good friend to all. Have a good one. Bye.